Yo, 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 what up, everybody? So today is 8-31-2019, about 3.50 in the afternoon, and I am one night removed from Corn and Alice in Chains at the Five Point Amphitheater in Irvine, California, and... I actually didn't think this was going to be... I forgot I was going to that. But actually, I didn't forget. But I didn't remember if the the last podcast I did, I talked about it. I kind of was doing an entertainment podcast. But, yeah, I went to go see Corn last night. And they, they fucking kicked ass. Like, everything you want out of the elotes. Um... Yeah, man, it was fucking phenomenal. Corn played absolutely great. But let me start off with what I did during the day. So I went with... Uh, I went with Bay. For now, she will be remained named only as Bay Because I don't know who's out there listening to me. But I went with Bay. So I took the day off of work, which was Friday. Which was no big deal. Because I, I, I've been doing stuff at my house. Building... Stuff in the backyard and doing those that you know. I think my bro and obviously Bay and like a few other people know what I'm building in my backyard. But I had the time, had a little bit of loose fun, so I went ahead and went as far as I could get the last couple of days. So I did that. I did that like Monday and then again Wednesday, Thursday, and then I did a little bit today actually. So in four days we built everything. Well, we got all the blocks up to the right height, plastered it, and then, you know, put the footing in and all that. Made some adjustments, you know, bought all the materials, all that good stuff. So it took a little time, but we got it done. Now, oh, we actually have not done. I just progressed to a point where I think like, okay, I'm like just past the third, maybe halfway's point of building those items and then it's like after they're built then it's really downhill from there my backyard will be complete uh but yeah so yesterday i took yesterday off which was 8 30 i took it off i took it all the way off and when i mean i took it off i mean i woke up at like seven in the morning maybe eight in the morning i texted bay and i was like yo i'm up i'm gonna take a shower in a little bit and she responded was like cool me too so my goal was because uh, Bay had never gone to Irvine the five point amphitheater and the Irvine in general had never been to that city so I was like oh you know what We'll go out there. It was my idea. I was like, we'll go out there uh, to the Irvine Spectrum. And there's a yard house there. We'll walk around. It's like an outdoor type of mall. It's like an entertainment zone type of place. If you've never been to the Irvine Spectrum in California, uh, the Irvine Spectrum is phenomenal. High class entertainment destination. Go take your kids. You don't even got to spend money. You just show up there walk around it's kind of like the victoria gardens in rancho cucamonga but i think that this they way outdo 
the Victoria Gardens. The Victoria Gardens is nice, but like right next door to it is Ghetto Fontana, and it's like, and then there's Bass Pro Shops. It's kind of like honky-ish in a sense, maybe even hillbilly-ish. You get that kind of like an aura around it, even though it's nice, and they got similar things. I mean, it's you could just totally tell once you land there that the amazing detail the the people who built the place and the the people that attend it because there's people that attend places malls and all the first thing they want to do is litter or the second thing they want to do is graffiti or they smoke and they throw the cigarette butts or they chew gum and they spit it on the floor it's not one of those types of places this place and the people that go is these are higher end big dollar big car you know top-notch car type of players you know not necessarily ballers because i was there but yeah this is a, a upper end place to go now by no means can you just you know do you have to have a certain amount of money to go there and visit no you can go there like i said go there and walk around but you're gonna be in the luxury like this place is high end so i was like okay well meet me at my house around 10 and I'm going to We'll go out there We'll leave around 10 It takes about an hour to get there We'll get there about 11 That'll be perfect time Because we'll stop and get lunch And maybe a couple of beers At the yard house And then, and then from there we'll bounce over to Go see corn Now initially I've been to There's, a, there's another place in Irvine And I think it's the Shoreline Amphitheater Or the Verizon Shoreline theater but this one was the five point amphitheater which i think is kind of new but i have be, i've been to the shoreline and i think it's the shoreline a while back i went to go see Marilyn manson slayer bleeding through there i also went to go see sounds of the underground there and i went to go see uh, another random tour there that i was like all right this is like ridiculous i don't want to be at this place like ever again for a show and for the most part I've steered clear of that and most bands steer clear of that area as well wow a fucking yawn big yawn but yeah I've been away from that area and I'm, not, I'm okay with it I'm like oh, you know whatever but they had two tickets so I was not gonna let her down and I wanted to go I've like I said I wanted to a while back I had wanted to see corn uh, you know, it was my farewell mosh. And I didn't mosh the corn, but I got to see them. So now, the next time I do see them, hopefully they play somewhere else where I'm able to flex a little bit. But anyways, I went to go see corn. So I was like, okay, we'll go out to Irvine. The concert doesn't start till like about six. We'll walk around the spectrum. We'll hang out for a few hours. Like, just it's right there. Like, and then I look, the Five Point Amphitheater is like, a mile or two miles away from the spectrum actually it's they're like you could get there in like 10 minutes from one to the other so it's not far one to the other so we drove down like i said we uh she drove to my house we took off in my car drove down drove down there about 10 a.m got there about 11 15 not quite 11 30 uh got off walked around we walked around the I think the south side down there by the Edwards Cinema. And the first thing you see is 
like I said, the fruit, the immaculate detail and the in just even the parking structure like you get in the parking structure and i know a lot of people have parked in parking structures you know where you you go up it and it's all it is is just parking structure but this thing you go in it and they have a full-blown like station for you to get your car detailed but that was the very first thing that slaps you in the face like even i was telling bay i was like you know what like fuck like there's they do like full detailing while you walk around. I've never seen that before. And then like I also seen that they do window tinting. And I'm pretty sure they do anything you want. Like you can they wax your car. Like, well detailing is a waxing, but they full service your vehicle while you park and in the parking structure and you walk around and have a lunch or whatever it is that you're doing. Now I'm sure. And then there's valet like everywhere. The valet is like ready to take your vehicle from you to park it so you don't have to walk up and down the stairs or ride the elevator like the poor people (laughs) and they do it for you you know so like i said that's the first thing you see when you roll up aside from the fact that you roll up in irvine if you if anybody's been to irvine california in recent memory everybody you know irvine is a really ritzy city it's very clean uh, they almost don't allow no trash on their sh- streets. You don't see a speck of trash. All the asphalt is like brand new. Somehow they manage to have brand new streets year round, every year. Um, every island of plant, there's no, not a weed, there's not an overgrowth of, there's nothing. Like, I don't know how to describe it to you, but the city is uncharacteristically clean compared to uh, most cities that you've ever been to now like I said you drive up to this place and you just notice the high rises are clean the streets are clean you know there's no oil for some reason there's no oil drip down on the asphalt Um, there's the white stripes on the lettering they're not marked with black Nothing like that. Like, and I think they redo them. They must redo it like monthly. They must keep the upkeep on the streets alone must be insane. But like I said, you drive up, you get hit with this. With all the nice cities, you get hit with this the upper echelon parking structure, and then you get out, and start walking around, and notice, first thing you notice is they got full blown recliners and like patio things just on just out. Like, like chill here. Like, not even in the mall yet but you can already just chill waiting for the valet to get your car like and waiting right here by the parking structure like if you're gonna wait for your friend to arrive oh yeah i'll wait right there on that little spot the little patio lounge area and that's what exactly what it looks like it's just a little lounge area while for the parking structure you're like wow damn so then you you know we walked up we walked like i said we walked towards i think the south side of it maybe it was the north side of it i don't know Walk down by the movies, you know, all the high-end restaurants. Uh, down there, there's a 24-hour fitness that is insanely immaculate as well. Um, there's just, like, cars. I don't know if it was a Maserati or a Tesla just parked up, posted up like you can win it. The Edwards Cinema, IMAX, looks fantastic, too. You walk up to it, it looks like an actual movie theater worth going to. Um, but anyways, we walked around, uh... 
popped into the van store and was checking out the shoes scene in there. Seen a couple of shoes I liked. I liked the Slytherin shoe that they got. The van Slytherin House of Slytherin shoe. That shit looks hard. It's got like Godzilla textured like front part of it and then it's like a dark green like it's like dragon scales on the shoe and then on the and then they got a green you know base and it says you know slithering in there and you know I thought that was kind of dope that that shoe was kind of dope I also found like a high top shoe that I was looking at but it was like 70 bucks I was like no but nonetheless I was like Yeah, I could rock that shoe, too. Like, I need a new pair of moshing shoes. You know, maybe the last pair of moshing shoes I'm going to own. But I still need new ones because I can't really mosh the shoes I have anymore because they're low tops. And they just are not made for the mosh. But either either way, moving along from that. Uh, we walked up a little bit more after we visited Vans. Um, we popped into... Where did we pop into? We wa- we popped into this place called Ten Below. Which I was like... I want to see what it is. Like, if it was like a Five Below-esque. And it really is. But I think their difference between Five Below and Ten Below is... Ten Below is like... Insanely like... Animated out of it. That's the only word I can describe it. Like, it kind of reminds me of like... Like a a wish online store, but in real life. <laughs> um, so I was doing Pokemon too in there, but I, we walked around this store and I actually seen a bunch of stuff I liked. Uh, everything's really cheap, but that's how they get you, you know. Not not that it's cheap quality, but it's like oh that thing's five bucks. Oh this thing's like six bucks. Oh this thing's like four bucks. Oh that thing's seven bucks. Like and you're like, damn, I could use a little this or I could use it that's how five below gets you too like damn you don't need all this junk but you could get it because it's cheap um so yeah we walked around 10 below I actually love the store I like all the little things they had like the little massagers that they had foot massager thing um yeah and then I ended up getting some chips and some pokey sticks which strawberry which I haven't tried yet but I want to so we went there and then I bound, we bounced on over to Lids. And actually, they have two Lids store in there. One's a more of a custom one, and one's more of a like all team apparel store. But it's, you know, under the Lids brand. But we walked into both Lids and ended up buying two hats a Lakers Urban Camel Snapback, which I couldn't believe because there is nobody rocking an Urban Camel hat, first of all. And second of all, it's the Lakers on the Urban Camo. And I was like, dog, I'm not. I'm, there's no way I'm. Le-. And it was only 15 bucks. I was like, no, no way. I'm not fucking picking this up for 15 bucks. So it was a buy two, get one free deal. So I was like, okay, well, let me find two other hats. So I ended up walking out with three hats. Another Raider hat, which has a like the flag on it. And then the Raiders emblem in the middle. And it's all black. Seven and five eighths. Uh, fitted, and then I got Bay a fucking a pink LA Dodger hat. Or no, no, it's a black with the pink LA Dodger logo symbol on it. And I was like, okay, you know. So I spent like I think fifty or sixty bucks there. 
which I was okay with because I ended up getting a half free. I got three hats for 50 bucks. Break it down, it's a little bit under 20 bucks, so I felt it was okay. Uh, and not that I was like stressing it, but I was like, oh, you get, you get three hats for the price, and can you really beat it? Especially their teams, the teams you like, and stuff like that, you know. But we went to Lids, and then we strolled into Hot Topic. I actually wanted to peek into the sunglasses, but I'm just like, no, nah, keep going. And then I wanted to see the giant Ferris wheel, but we didn't make it that far. But we popped into Hot Topic, checking out the giant collection of Funko Pops, uh, looking at all the, you know, Harry Potter gear merch they got on there. Uh, there's always a ton of stuff that I like in Hot Topic, but there's always a ton of stuff that I'm like, that I don't want as well. Like, I don't like the band shirts that they have there. Not that it, first I don't fit them because they all have like, I don't know who the fuck is going to Hot Topic and buying a Schmedium or a fucking, uh, uh, just a large, you skinny fucks, but they don't fit me. So I don't buy the shirts from there. So I, did, I completely ignore their entire catalog of shirts, which is about a third of the store. So basically what I'm left looking at is just like the random stuff they have. Uh, they have a lot of Billie Eilish fucking apparel, which I thought is actually kind of cool. And I wasn't really looking at it. But again, it's clothing. So you, know, you take it for what it is worth. Uh, they had a lot of... They're gearing up for Halloween, obviously. They're gearing up for, you know, a ton of stuff. ton of stuff. So I was like, you know, just walking around and they're cruising... Uh, that was a hot topic and then we walked to the chocolate factory for a little bit and okay so at the spectrum the what I wanted to see was the Hello Kitty Cafe and I heard there's one in the Victoria Gardens up here in Rancho but I want to see this Hello Kitty Cafe now like that's what I want to see so next time I go back there, I'm gonna make a stop in this Hello Kitty Cafe and ride the giant ferris wheel and walk it around the rest of it there's a target so moving on i finally find the yard house after about an hour of walking around so i'm like boom motherfucking yard house it is and i knew what i was gonna do i was like yeah i'm gonna get like three beers and catch a quick fade and eat a little lunch and then roll into the fucking concert like with a little fade you know, not too faded, but with a little, a little, little fade. You know, I'm at that age where, yeah, I do like to drink and yeah, I do like to smoke, but I can't no longer like pound. Or it's not that I can't, but it's I no longer want to fucking drink an 18 pack plus three shots of liquor like every, like for sure every Friday. And then, or that's not what I, that's not what I look forward to. Like on the end of the weekend, like coming home, like yeah, I'm gonna get fucking thrashed at the club. Like nah, it's not what I want to do. But I do it anyways. You know, like here and there, when the when the occasion presents itself, so to speak. So, but like this was one of those occasions. I was like, well, yeah, I'm gonna have a, a few beers with my with my bae. We're going to roll the corn, rock out to corn, and then we'll go home like after that. So that was kind of my plan from the get-go. So we'll go into the yard house, and we sit down, and I finally got 
The last time I didn't have a Cali Creamin, but I finally ordered a Cali Creamin. Boy, oh boy, I fucking... I damn near chugged the half yard of Cali Creamin down. Oh, my God. Fucking oh, so delicious. It's bomb. If you don't know Mother Earth's Cali Creamin beer, you are missing the fuck out because that beer is fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's unbelievably delicious. Tastes just like vanilla ice cream. It's it almost tastes like a vanilla float. Like with soda, but it's well not soda, but it would be with beer. But it's good. It doesn't have a bite like most beers have a bite at the end of it. That one it goes down so smooth, just like Amberbach. It just goes down so smooth and you get a little taste left over that vanilla that vanilla fucking flavor. And it's like oh Damn, you know, like that Will Smith. Damn, you know. Uh, but yeah, I chugged the fuck out of it. So I was like waiting for Bay to finish. I think she got a Sierra Nevada. I don't know what she got. I don't know the beer she got. She she would know. I don't. But I think she was getting a Sierra Nevadas at first. So we got that. We got that, and then we ordered up an Onion Tower, and then I. Ordered up a Pacifico. And again, I didn't smash that one down as fast as I did the first one. But she ended up getting a Smalley something else. And then I drank the fuck out of my Pacifico. Like, I finished that before she drank her small beer. So I was like, okay. And then we were thinking about leaving at that point. But it was like 2.45, about 3. I was like, nah, where the fuck are we going? Like, just chill here and get another big-ass beer in us. You know... <laughs> Felt like that goddamn You know every time they bring those half yards If you've seen that Adventure Time episode And it's like I, Actually it's a little gif And it's it's like <laughs> Like where are my big old beer Somebody bring me my big old beer They bring the big ass beer <laughs> that's, what it's, that's what it reminds me of But Um yeah, so I was like, all right. So the last one I got was a Miller Lite, another Tolly. And then, yeah, we drank that one. It was about 4-ish, 4.30. Nah, I don't even know. I lost track of time. It was like 4-something. So we finished that off. I, oh, and then we split uh, Brussels sprouts and potatoes, which is fucking fire. At these restaurants, BJ's. Uh, yard house And I'm assuming like Boston's And all these They have Brussels sprouts As appetizers If you don't eat Brussels sprouts As an appetizer There's something wrong with you Because them shits Are fucking Amazing For like seven bucks It's an amazing Side dish Like Seven eight bucks You can't beat it This It's totally You're not gonna get Full off of it But it's totally like if you got that with a burger and a beer, you know, spent, you know, 25, 30 bucks, you'd be, you'd be as a treat to yourself as like, hey, I'm going to go just to the yard house because motherfuckers go to the yard house when they're older and you sit down and you get a big old half yard beer for 15 bucks. You get a burger for like another 10 bucks and then the Brussels sprouts for seven. So maybe you're, maybe you're upwards of 30, 35 bucks, right? 10, 10 and 15 whatever you're 35 bucks but you're treating yourself go get yourself a half yard of the best beer that you can think of because they have it they have every fucking beer there if they don't have it they can get it 
So you get the beer you want, you get the burger you want, and then you get the Brussels sprouts and potato side. Phenomenal, bro. You're walking out of there. You're walking out of there full as fuck because I dare anyone to drink a half yard of fucking beer and you know, and then power down a burger and some Brussels sprouts and fucking potato aioli with it with aioli sauce. Like you're not. You're gonna be fucking full. So, anyways, uh, we got some Brussels sprouts somewhere in there, and and potatoes, and those are bomb. And then you know, I was like, all right, well, let's log out, sign out, fucking hit the road, Jack. Like, well, at least get walking towards uh, the car. So we're walking, and I'm like, let's go up. We passed Dave and Buster's. We're walking. We actually go into Barnes and Noble. And it's Barnes and Noble is a two-decker Barnes and Noble. On the base floor is like most of the books. Upstairs is Starbucks and more like the, re- the relaxed area and the kid area. But up at top, I was uh, absolutely thrilled because I found the graphic novel section and I found the manga anime section, or actually all the mangas. Uh, so I was like, "Yo, look at here's One Punch Man." Look at how many JoJo's Bizarre Adventures there are. Look at fucking... All, you know, because I've been watching anime and... Uh, all, and I finished... Uh, Neon Genesis uh, Evangelion. I finished watching that, so... Now I'm on to the next anime. And, and quick... I like Neon... Neon Genesis. It's a little bit older... Uh, the surprise at the end kind of threw me off that it was just he's dreaming or or he's he comes to the senses that he's um, he's actually just a comic book <laughs> and they try to tell him well you can draw whatever you want to be because you're not this is I don't know they you know, I, I I didn't see that coming. That was kind of like that threw me off for there for a second. But I I I enjoyed it. I think a lot of people hyped it up more so than it was actually good. But that's not that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I, uh, most of the kaiju battles were good. I kind of was like, okay, this is this reminds me of a lot of Pacific Rim, where they're sitting in what would be like a Jaeger. You know, a pilot like they get into a little pod and then they got to synchronize up with the with the angel, and then they can fight. And then, you know, based on how good you sync up with it, you know, there's a whole story there too as well, which kind of reminds me of like, okay, the angels to me kind of remind me of like the United States military, like the bombs that are just wiping out all of Tokyo, and they're trying to overcome it and. I don't know if that's the meaning of it, but that kind of reminds me. So, but I liked the story. I thoroughly liked it. I enjoyed the story. Uh, I felt that it was a bit heavy on the talking side, but it was, uh, you know, it's okay. There's a lot of animes like Baki. The first season was a lot of talking, but the second season was phenomenally, you know, more actionable and like chopped up with enough talking. To make it make sense. Uh, Hunter Hunter, you know, had a lot of talking, but there was a lot of action in Hunter Hunter. 
seemingly like every episode there was a fight of some sort. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I you know, quick review, I would give it like like a seven out of a ten. I don't think it's as great as it. But then again, it was made a long time ago, so to me, with Neon Genesis is more adultish, like made more for a mature audience. So you know, and obviously there's there's other Evangelion. Um, series out there, so I'm not. I'd have to watch all of them to maybe get get it all. But I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, so that yeah, that, I get that like a seven out of ten. Like I said, it's not, I'm not knocking it or anything. I just I'm already I was blessed with like some other really good ones too. So the measuring bar is like up there, like already. Like One Punch Man was phenomenal. I don't know if I talked about One Punch Man at all, but I think I did. But One Punch Man was phenomenal. I like literally was blown away by like how good the story is of One Punch Man, let alone the action. Um, but anyways, so I was just in Barnes and Noble, like tripping out about all the manga stuff. Like you know, Final Fantasy's got like a whole book. Dedicated to like other, you know, topics about Final Fantasy VII, which I was like, "Yo, I gotta read these." Um, the other parts of Advent Children that is in book form, you know. And then I was passing by the graphic novels. I wanted to pick up Godzilla Aftershock. Um, I skimmed through it. I, you know, the the book is well drawn. He's fighting the Titan Muto or like the Muto Prime, as I think it's called. I I skimmed it and I totally was like, yo, this is looks. I would like to pick it up or at least read it in its thorough context. So yeah, so we we went to uh, Barnes and Noble and Bay got a Starbucks and I was just tripping out on all the on all the manga because I was like, yeah, all the manga that I've watched. Most of it's already, you know, all the anime that I watch is, is already there, like, in book form. So I was, like, just, like, yo, like, there's other Hunter Hunters. That That's what one manga I look for. And I was, like, yo, there's, like, a million books. And, I'm, and then I was, like, I found One Punch Man. And I was looking at, I seen, you know, Evangelion. And uh, just a bunch of different ones, you know, like, ones that I want to see. Ones that are high on my list to watch but I haven't started. My Hero Academia is up there because I hear good things about it and I want to watch it. So, um, also I got to get to all the other episodes of JoJo's. Uh, I got to get on Crunchyroll and start binging them because I'm way behind. And I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, the Seven Deadly Sins. I seen the manga there. And I was like, okay, that's good. Uh, Kakiguri is there too. I got a. Uh, I seen the manga for that, so I was like, "Oh, dude!" Like I, I watched that one too. So, oh, okay. So I'm getting way out of bounds here. So we're heading out of Barnes and Noble. We head back to the parking lot, parking structure. You know, pass by. You know, great other stuff. I mean, there's other stuff that I was like, you know what? We didn't do not even half of this mall. And I was like, we got to come back, spend you know a little bit more time here, and maybe on another day maybe at night ish you know catch a little bit of stuff at night maybe a movie and then 
you know, you know, if you get into the movie like about four, you get out about six, six thirty, and you grab a dinner, walk around to the place closes, you know, about ten or eleven, and you then head home. So, you know, something like that might pop up in the works. So, we headed to the car. I had my three beers in, a little, a little buzzed, not like drunk, but buzzed. And then I was like, "Yo, going to corn." So we head there, and as I do per the normal, you know, the normal routine, you got to cleanse the palate. You know, I hate, I now just detest listening to heavy metal music before you go to a heavy metal show. I almost, it's not that I hate, it's just, it's like, dog, you're going to go get your head blasted off by probably a band you'd like. And then, you know, just, you know, why, why double or triple do it? So, you know, uh, that's what it is. Oh, hold on one second, guys. Okay, so I'm back, guys. So, okay. So we're leaving. Uh, the spectrum, you know, we drive over, and like I said, I cleansed the palate. I was listening to a little bit of Danny Kane, a little bit of, um, damn, what did we hit on the way over there? Some Britney, uh, you know, I hit my usual classics, you know, Jennifer Page, you know, things like that. Yeah, like I said, the drive wasn't very far, it was like four songs to get there, just like 10 minutes, but you know, we get there and because my car was new at one point and because I did Uber for a while, I always rock the Uber stickers. Like because, you know, people see it and you know, the kind of a it's kind of a statement, like, hey, he's an Uber driver, like, ooh, like, you know, it's kinda of cool. So I don't take it off ever, even though people on the regular always ask me, Do I do Uber? And I'm like, No, I haven't done Uber in a long time. Even though I signed up for it recently and I just haven't done it again, I didn't do it. But anyways, um, yeah. So we're driving in to go park, and they they think I'm Ubering, so they get you know flagged all the way to like the front of the parking, and I didn't pay anything, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm just trying to park." And they're like, oh, go right that way then. But nobody charged me anything. So I got sent all the way to the front. And I was like, yo, we got premier motherfucking parking, like, right on top of this building. Like, <laughs> now, the Five Point Amphitheater is not the Shoreline Amphitheater. It's not whatever other amphitheater I thought it was. I'm not even sure it's the Shoreline Amphitheater, but I'm sure it's they're not the same one. The shoreline or the Verizon amphitheater has a steep fucking hill. And then, like, dude, you can't even stand on it. Sometimes it's annoying. But either way, you know, we park. And then we walk up. And now the place is new. And it's up to Irvine standards. Like, it's high end. Like, the porta potties are phenomenally well done. Uh, you walk in, security is what they do they do security and you walk in you're immediately surrounded by like what would be kind of like 
a backyard barbecue area, like, but really big. Like, there's tables around, there's beer stands around, there's food trucks around. There's all kinds of stuff around. And, you know, I was like, well, where are we at? Like, we're on this side. I was like, okay, well, you know, went and got a, uh, Bay got some more beer. She got some Modelo's. And I, at that point, I wasn't drinking anymore. Not that I didn't want it, but I was like, well, like, God, I was like still kind of like full of a drinking beer, but went to our seats and we caught like the tail end of Fever 333, which... Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about them, so I don't. And I can say they cut like the last half of a song. Um, that happened, and then, you know, I was kind of not not excited to see Under Oath, but I kind of was like, well, I hadn't actually seen Under Oath in like a long fucking time, so I was like, well, you know, now's a better chance than any to see them, and they played well. I mean. Because I don't know any of their songs. Like, they're not my favorite band or anything. But they're cool. I mean, they played very well. Very energetic as a band. Um, definitely, they're not, like, the hardcore band you would think they are now. I don't know if anybody's seen them recently. But they're not. They're more metal. And more just like rock and roll party mix. I mean, they got, they're from Florida. They have that Florida sound to them. Like, it's a really big sound, but it's kind of like they're seeing a lot of singing involved, a lot of, you know, just things like that are uniquely Florida ish. But, anyways, um, they play, I guess they play very well. Like I said, uh, a lot of people were into them, but when we took our seats and we're sitting there chilling, they were. Uh, you know, there was people filing in, like, a lot of people. Um, so if anything, I'm going to give an under oath, but yeah, like another, like a seven out of a 10, maybe six and a half, but I, it's only because I don't know who they are. And am I going to listen to anything from them? No, they didn't win me over. I mean, they're for what they play, they're okay. But I mean, am I going to be like, was I blown away? Like, whoa. They have, like, phenomenal breakdowns. Like, no. Like, are they heavy, heavy, heavy? No. But nonetheless, yeah, they played well. So, yeah, maybe like a seven. But that being said, you know, at that point, the sun set. I want to say we got up and in there by 6. Under Oath played was like 7, 7.30, maybe 8-ish. And, yeah, the sun set by the time they were done. Like, it was already, like, they were already, like, dark. So, like I said, with that being said, um, you know, up next was Alice in Chains. Now, I'm not into, like, ACDC. I mean, I know ACDC songs. Who doesn't? But I'm not, like, into, like, that old rock. Like, just straight garage rock. Like, 
movement that was like Leonard Skinner's in there, you know, Allison Chains is in there, so is like Godsmack's in there, so is like you know, like I want to say maybe Motor uh Motorhead um you know, I'm not like into those bands. They're like more rockish than they are you know, anything else. But Alice in Chains kind of reminds me that kind of, you know, I grew up listening to KCAL 96.7 and I grew up in the internet. I grew up listening to X139. And if you listen to 96.7 long enough, they're going to run you through enough Alice in Chains songs to make you sick. Like, I had this discussion the other day and I don't even know when it was, but I think I told somebody, I was like, you know what? The dude that owns 96.7 KCAL in the Inland Empire right here in California, that dude's a, he's a certified madman and a possibly a genius because he's played the same songs for the last... 20 years on a fucking loop pretty much and people are still listening to it and they still somehow they're making money because they beat out X1039 and I'm like they don't make no sense like they don't even play anything new like I don't know who they play now that's the newest band that they play because I know for sure damn well they don't touch Slipknot, new shit. They don't touch um, any hardcore band music. They don't touch, like, like, I don't know what would be the newest track that they have on their platform. Uh, they have Mandatory Metallica, which is what I like to listen to, but that's every night at 10 p.m., and that's neither here nor there. But uh, Metallica you know has okay they make new songs and i think they do play them on 96.7 but but as far as like a new new band like and slipknot's not even new but like like knock loose you're not gonna hear that on kcal not not even in the slightest you're not gonna hear spite you're not gonna hear um the ghost inside. You're not gonna hear these bands like at all. Like I, I don't like I said. I don't know who's, who's in charge over there. But he's like, okay, we got all these bands from like, from like the 1980s to 90s, like early early 2000s, and that's like all we're gonna play, and we're gonna recycle it, and we're gonna mix them up because. We can't just play the songs like over and over, like oh, in one direction. They 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 mix them a little bit, but uh, that's all they play. And I'm like, and, and like I said, if you listen to them, they're gonna throw you enough Alice in Chains songs to make you absolutely sick to your stomach. So, like I said, I grew up listening to them. Um, I don't know the names of the songs other than like the Man in the Box. Um, in the rooster, I I don't like I said I don't know. 
But Alice in Chains played, and lo and behold, I knew at least several of their songs. I was like, damn, like they actually have, they make an okay set. Like they play their music. Their music isn't necessarily fast paced or rambunctious, but it is sort of heavy ish. Like if you actually just listen to the riffs of Alice in Chains. Like, they have a big metal sound to them, even though I don't think the band is metal at all. Um, but I, they, they play very well. And then the lights were... Or the lights. The sun was set. So they got to do all of, like, the lights with it. A lot of greens, a lot of purples. Like, a lot of, like... Like, bright greens. Like, stonerish type of shit. So I was like, yo, I kind of dig it. Uh, but like I said, yeah, I knew a couple of songs, um, more than a couple of songs. And yeah, like I, I was completely like, I'm not going to be an Alice in Chains fan. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys to listen to Alice in Chains because if you don't know who Alice in Chains is now and, or, and you don't like them or whatever, I'm not going to change your mind. But I got to say to see him live, it was kind of like, it was kind of cool. Like, you know, it would be like if you listen, you know, everybody listens to Drake songs right now. But in 20 years, when he's not really popular and, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, to go see him. 20 years from now when he's an older man when he's in his 50s or he's in his 60s and he's comes to you know your state or whatever and he's gonna do a show and then he bumps you know like passion fruit and all this songs that you grew up listening to like you've heard a million times and to see it you're gonna be like wow like he had a lot of bangers and that's kind of what i felt about alice in change i was like yo dog i thought they only had like two songs but I knew I knew about six of them out of the maybe the twelve songs they played. I knew at least six or seven of them, and then they played the songs well. Like they sounded really good. Like the obviously there is a you know the they don't sound exactly like the record, but they sound enough like it so you know like that song is what they're playing. And I'm like, wow, like, that's totally bonkers. Like, I was like, I was completely blown away. So I got to give them just on nostalgia and just on a random, like, they're a random token in my jar. They're a random, like, one of these days, and it may not be anytime soon, but somebody's going to be like, Alice in Chains or the guy died. I'm going to be like, or, you know, for whatever reason, Alice in Chains will come up in a conversation and I'm going to like, and I'm going to think back to this one time that I seen them like, and I was like, yo, they've actually played really well. Like I got to give them a solid nine out of 10, just because, like I said, just because of the nostalgia part of it, just because like, you know, I've heard most of their songs, like, just from the radio. Like, ne- I never paid attention to them outside of that. And that's actually something kind of crazy because I grew up listening to the radio and I haven't listened to any musical radio station 
that plays rock in well over a decade because I don't like it. Uh, I listen to the rap station because I pick up on the new music that comes out and then I go and look look around for it myself online. But I don't listen to the rock station because they play the same shit over and over. They don't play... If I want to see or find out a new band, I have to go see them live or, or somebody has to tell me directly. The, the bridge for new bands to break it onto rock station or even metal stations on you know fm radio is n- they don't they don't they're just they don't night night neither 96 7 k rocks k rock don't play no new shit um you know there's no place to go to find new heavy metal new good heavy metal let you know on fm radio anywhere in california let alone i think that pretty much is the case throughout most of the united states like I think they do have hard rock stations, but there's not necessarily metal. And it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily going to get a knock loose track. Yeah, I mean, you might, but I mean, compared to, I can scroll through the radio and find like a bunch of Mexican channels, you know, like, and nothing against the Mexican radio stations, but they, like you hear a lot of their stuff. You hear a lot of rap. You hear a lot of pop, like, pop hits. You hear oldies, oldie stations a lot. But what you don't hear is metal stations on FM radio. So, you know, be it as it may. Um, like I said, like, I haven't listened. I haven't actively heard an Alice in Chains song in probably three or four or five years. But I knew, you know... Man in the box. I was like, yo. That was just a trip. That was just blew me away. And even though I knew I was going to see them, I just, that's the only song I knew. But they ended up playing song, other songs that I didn't know that I do, like, can recall. And I'm, like, totally blown away by that. So, kudos to Alice in Chains for still kicking. You know, I you know I have much respect on their long career. And, you know, I guess, did I become a fan? No. But did, did I enjoy seeing them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just one of those things. They just happened to be on the right tour at the right time, and I was there. And now, I give them two thumbs up. If you, if you go to a festival and they're playing, don't miss them. You know, because you probably be like, yo, this is kind of cool. Like, I would recommend you seeing them instead of dipping out, or especially if you're my age and you grew up listening to FM rock radio, and you know, or. You're at a party and you're just throwing on the rock station just, you know, because you don't want to listen to hip-hop. And you're in your garage working on your car and you're listening to Alice in Chains randomly comes on. They're cool. They're totally... You hear those songs. Um, like I said, like I said, phenomenal. The phenomenal set that they played. Um, so, like I said, I got to give them a nine. A nine. And that's, that's high praise because I've been to shows where I know the band like the back of my hand and and I'm washed and I'm more active and I'm like, well you know, they get an eight. But they they I, I think the nostalgia and the just the like wow like just something I hadn't never done before just kinda of blew me. They they could have played boring but they didn't. They're very active for the older older gentlemen up there. So like I said, much respect to Alice in Chains, that's crazy. 
But the real reason I went and the real whole reason we were out in Irvine, the whole shebang, the whole this whole podcast has been leading up to the elotes. Motherfucking corn. Um again, the corn is a band much like Slipknot, much like Haybreed, much like I don't even know if I named one of their albums one of my top ten most influential albums of all time. I don't think I did, and I, and I, I'd have to go back and re-listen to that episode. But I know they're not top two, and I don't think they're top three. But hopefully they're top five. Um, if not, it's my, hopefully they made it an honorable mention. I think I did. I think I did, but I think they're not ranked as high as some of the other bands. But that's, that's not a discredit to Corn. It's just, you know. I like I said, I grew up love you know listening to corn. I grew up corn a whole nother way, like the most people um, know them. I let me start by saying I've been listening to corn since like the sixth grade. Um, I'm now thirty three, so about to be thirty four. So from the sixth grade to now. I've steadily been... There was a time where I couldn't see past, like, Corn was the biggest fan. But then, you know, they kind of tapered off in their latter part of their career. You know, the last decade or so. But I still stayed steadily listening to them, you know. Once in a while, like, it's one of those bands you just throw on when you're just like, I want to listen to, like, this song. Or you, some, you hear somebody talking about Corn. And you're like, yeah, and then you're like, oh, you know, like, dude, I remember Corn and, like, all the good songs they have. And even though you don't listen to them all the time, you, you have their album or whatever, and you're like, you throw it on, and you're like, boom, it's Corn again. And you get kind of that whiff of that, like, like, some of their music is going, Corn's music is going to withstand, withstand the test of time because some of their songs are just outright phenomenally well written um but like i said i've been listening to them for a long time so to come back even with an older band than than slipknot i think jonathan davis said he's been um uh, they've been at this for 25 years which is i yeah like i'm 33 i would have been eight but i i started picking them up when i was in the sixth grade you know it's insane, like, it's totally insane. That's a long time to be a band. It's a long time to be rock stars, a long time. A great run. They had a great run. I mean, like I said, an amazing first five albums. Like, like I don't listen to stuff after Untouchables too much, but they've actually sprinkled in songs that I do know, like Twisted Transistor and... Liar and other songs that they, they've sprinkled in here and there that even though they're not no longer the big band that they once were, you know, the ginormous mega rock star band that they once were, they're still, they still managed to pump out a hit or two here and there. Uh, they did a song like a couple years ago with Corey Taylor that I love too. And I was like, yo, this song is phenomenal. Uh, they have a new album coming out this September, October, which I may just casually listen to now that I got, you know, Apple iTunes and stuff. 
But corn drops the hammer with here to stay. Um, here to stay is like it's got the heaviest of intros, so immediately you're headbanging. A phenomenal, phenomenal start to the show. Here to stay, um, followed right by Blind, and followed right by a song that I think kind of took mostly everybody out of sort. Uh, Divine, Divine. I don't know if it's any intentional reason they played or not but divine if anybody knows or if anybody doesn't know suicide silence built an entire album and almost an entire career off of the song divine um the riff in the beginning is the same riff you get on, I think, Destruction of a Statue, which is one of those songs that propelled. And I actually, I told my brother, I was like, yo, they're... I didn't realize, but it is the same. It's almost the same riff, but Suicide Science is obviously Deathcore. And Korn is obviously, like, whatever they are. They're just a band all on their own. Um, it just, it's just... It's very similar sounding. And I told my brother one time... I went to go see him. I was like, yo, they're, they're playing corn. Like, this was a while ago. This was back when, like, the cleansing was, like, released. And he was like, you think so? And then, I don't know, like, years passed. And I found out that Jonathan Davis took a liking to them. And they ended up do- collaborating on some stuff. And and I think it's full. I think it's fully well understood now. That suicide silence and suicide silence and corn were intertwined for some for a bit of time there, um, which is like you know something on my end. It comes full circle because I I like suicide silence when they were coming up and up until Mitch died. Even though my bro- me and my brother liked them, and then my brother dipped off. Uh, we disagree on how that band should sound. Or the lyrics, whatever. But, you know, but it, like I said, it comes for a circle. It came full circle. Like, I listened to Corn way back in junior high. Then I grew up and then I found, we found Suicide Silence, you know, years ago now. A whole story happened, you know, Mitch died, things happened of that nature. And then I didn't see, I haven't seen Corn in many, many years. And I actually, I've been listening to Corn, but I didn't listen to Divine at all. Uh, I listened to uh, Baltung, Predictable. I actually like Predictable. Um, you know, I listened to like all of Fall the Leader and all of Issues. But okay, so coming full circle to yesterday, uh, they fucking just started bumping out Divine. And Divine is one of those songs that Korn has that is kind of like not one of their most listened to songs. As a matter of fact, it gets shuffled in back. And like I said, I don't know if they intentionally put that in there because they were in the Orange County. Uh, Suicide Science are from Corona, Orange County area. You know, 
right down the street basically from Corona. Um, I don't know if there's anything like that going on, but I was like, you know, you know what? And then I hadn't listened to that song in a long time, and there's just a straight up a beat down in the middle of it. Um, and the lyric is, uh, fuck you, I'm fed up with you, I'm not as good as you, fucking I'm better than you. Uh, like, that shit caught everybody off guard, but I was like, I knew it. I've lit, like I said, I grew up listening to Corn. I've listened to fucking Corn Corn the album 500 times through, so uh, you can't, you couldn't slip a song of that nature past me without me fucking knowing what it was. And I'm sure that's the case for most people, but it's not everybody, not everybody listening to that song. If you're a Corn fan, not you don't listen to that song all the time. It's not one of your favorite tracks. But anyway, so they played that, and then the set from at that point switches from new to old. Visually, the visually the set was phenomenal. Screens all over the place. Lots of colors, smoke, all kinds of stuff. Um, they played Make Me Bad, uh, Twisted Transistor. Um... Somebody, someone. They play Twist. They play Falling Away From Me. Got the Live. Freak on a Leash. Um, Shoots and Ladders. Boy, what are they? Uh, what else did they play? I don't know the the name of the song off the top of my head, but the very first lyric is, "This shit right here is for you." Um, they play that little, it's on Issues, and it's just one of the little intro songs. Hold on one second, guys. Yo, okay, so, wrapping up this corn show thing, experience. Like I said, they played Shoots and Ladders, Blind, Divine. Here to stay. Got the life. Freak on the leash. Somebody, someone. Make me bad. Twisted transistor. Falling away from me. Um, and I know I'm missing a song or two. I know definitely I'm missing a song or two from. Um, damn, I want to know. Did they, did they fucking play? I don't think they played Thoughtless, but I'm not exactly sure. Shut up, both. I'm recording a fucking episode over here. But yeah, the corn show was fucking phenomenal. Um, and it was really a phenomenal day. Um, I gotta say, like I said, the lights, the, the corn experience, the lights and stuff. Oh, you know what? They played two covers. They played uh, one by Metallica, or just the the breakdown part of one, and then they also played uh, something from uh, I think it's Queen. I'm not one hundred percent sure. It's We will, we will rock you. That one. So I know that, and I know I'm missing like two or three songs. I just. You know, like I said, I you live it, the experience. It goes so fast. 
I'm rocking out. I'm right there with Bay, And I'm like, I'm Snapchatting like the songs that I really like and the moments that I really like of the song, of the songs. And, you know, there's a lot going on. So you kind of miss things. I guess maybe a true diehard corn fan knows the exact set list and knows like could tell you, you know, like, oh, they played this and they played, you know, that happened or this happened or blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you know what? I've been a corn fan for 20 some odd years as well, just like Slipknot. It was great to see them guys again. Uh, you know, I kind of don't f- forgive myself for being that way towards musical bands, um, especially ones that I really liked. I didn't get a really good... Um, sense of what it is that they bring to the table like for instance like Slipknot I haven't paid attention to Slipknot in quite some time I'm not gonna lie like probably like I said I gave the great chapter a full listen through several times and it's not like my exact taste but I get you know no band stays the same and I get you know you know there's new fans out there that hearing Slipknot for the first time for the first time during the great chapter and they're like hey I like that song or that's what got me into them. You know, I get there's that part of it. It be, Me is the metal elitist, so to speak. Uh, I did the same thing to Korn. I did, I've done the same thing to, like, other bands. Like, I listened to them hard and heavy for two, three albums, maybe four albums, five albums. And then it's like, for whatever reason, a part of me was like, no, this is not what I want to listen to. This is not who you guys are. Like, like Avenged Sevenfold. Like, I listened to uh, Waking the Fallen. And Sounding the Seven Trumpets, those are like some of my favorite albums. But after I listened to City of Evil a handful of times, like I just gave up on them. And I don't really know what they're doing. And that that part of me is like, it's there. I do that to bands from time to time. And... Bug Relax. And I feel like I did that to Korn as well. Like after Untouchables, I think I gave... Take a look in the mirror, a chance, or one of those other other albums, a chance, and I kind of just didn't feel it. It kind of felt like maybe the corn, maybe my taste buds changed, maybe corn was stagnant. It could have been a little bit of it. Could have been a hundred factors, and then that just led me to not seeing them for I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen corn. Um, and I go to concerts a lot, and it, but it, then it became a, became kind of picky. I always took for granted that bands would, the next time they're on a tour, the next time, the next time they're around, you know, I'll go, I'll wait for a better this or that. I'll wait for a better lineup. I'll wait for whatever the case may be. And I know Korn actually took some time off in, in and around there. I think they went on break for a few years. And not that they took a break, but... Jonathan Davis did his own thing. There was uh, lineup changes. I know they were doing just the big festivals, which they kind of still do, just the big festival type of deal. Uh, the closest I got to seeing them again when it was, I think it was Corn, Marilyn Manson, and Slipknot. I really wanted to go to that tour, but and they were on tour, I think the three of them, as a triple-headed juggernaut. But when they came to San Bernardino, uh... Marilyn Manson wasn't part of the deal. And then... No, 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 no. Take that back. 
Corn was one day, Slipknot was the other day, and then and then the tour with Marilyn Manson was ensued after that. And I really wish Corn and Slipknot had played the both the same days here in LA and it didn't happen and I was kinda of bummed. But I did see Corn before that and I think they were with Marilyn Manson or with Rob Zombie um before that and I did see them I want, I want to say like three, four, maybe five years ago. That was the last time I seen them. And I enjoyed it then too. I was like, yo, I hadn't heard Corn in a long time. And just like now, I haven't seen Corn in some time. But I tell you, it was phenomenal. Um, I would have loved to have been mashing a little bit. But you know what? Um, that can wait for one more time. Like, I could put that on the back burner. But I, at least I got to see them. I got to enjoy Corn. I went with somebody. We had a blast. You know, I went with Bay. actually. We had a blast. And Corn played phenomenal. Like I said, they... I haven't seen them for a while. I did... They played one by Metallica. You know... Crazy... Crazy... Uh, crazy as shit. Uh, Fieldy's fucking bass changes... I don't know if he changes colors if he's got neon bass... Uh, I think but that shit's kind of cool. It's great to see Headback and Monkey. You know, Monkey hasn't that, but Headback. I know he dipped from the band for a while. Uh, I think the core of the band is there minus the drummer. But I'm not sure if the drummer, you know, the original drummer. But, you know, that happens to bands. It's not, neither here nor there. You know, shit happens. Life happens. Things go on. You know, maybe, you know, maybe he's just tired of fucking touring. You know, like it's 25 years for corn is a long ass time to be part of a band, let alone 20 years, let alone 10, 15 years. Like, and let alone in the heyday when corn was in the heyday, that guy was there, like, and then he's just not there anymore. So, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, like I said, I had, I have seen, I hadn't seen corn in a while. So, Absolutely phenomenal. I remember all those songs. I mean, am I going to pick up Corn and just listen to them die hard again? No, probably not. But, you know, I went and really enjoyed them. And I really think if you enjoyed Corn, you know, growing up as I did, you know, or you casually know a few of their songs, you know, like Make Me Bad or Beg For Me or, you know, Falling Away From Me or Got The Life. They play those songs mixed in with other songs. You know, and shit, you know, they play good. I mean, it's a little bit of ad-lib to their sets, a little bit of, you know, it's not just a straightforward, you're just listening to a song and then they move. I mean, there's, it's what it is. They play, they play it really well. Uh, and I've gone to see now a few bigger shows that I have, that I wouldn't have gone to several years back because I didn't agree with big venue and I didn't agree with the lineups. Like this is a lineup I would have never like I was telling Bay, I, I don't know, like this concert came around, I did get notified of it and I was like, damn it, I was I'm on my mosh farewell. I'm on my you know, my tour de tour de uh wreckage. I'm I'm leaving this shit behind. Not heavy music, just leaving the physical violent part of it but corn was on my radar so like 
this show popped up and I just didn't like the venue and I didn't like the lineup. But I was like, damn it, I should. I was really crossed up between I need to buy a ticket or not. Like, I was at that crossroad about a month or two ago, maybe more. Um, Because I didn't know, like, you know, you don't, I don't, you know, something could happen to the band in the next whatever, you know. And that this may have been the last tour they were on over here. You never know those type of deals, how that things, how stuff like that works. But you know, either way, I'm thankful I really went because I, you know, like I said, I grew up a Corn fan. I remember buying all the different covers of issues because I thought it was cool. Like they had the little doll, and then they had the blue version. They had like three or four or five versions of it, and I had all the covers because I thought that was kind of cool and unique. And now, looking back, like, no band has ever done something like that. I mean, bands do. They switch up the title, and they switch up, the, you know, they give an extended version, and they switch up the artwork. But never is an album drop where it's got four different covers to start. And never does it happen to the fact, to the extent where, you know, right now, there's not even a lot of... I haven't purchased a physical copy of a CD in some time. It's all digital downloads, so the digital part of it, you know, you're not going to get different artwork for it, you know, unless you're a diehard fan and you go, you know, buy a physical copy, you know, have a vinyl or, but there's no telling how long that trend is going to last, you know, I mean, it sure will last, there's people buying vinyl records, as well as there's going to be people buying CDs or even cassettes for that matter, just something like a retro thing, but if a band comes out with a new album now, they're probably going to have one cover and only a limited supply of that cover on a cassette or whatever. And I highly doubt they're going to produce four because it's not going to sell a lot. You know what I mean? Most people are digital, Spotify, YouTube, whatever the case may be. However, Korn did it back then. And that's something, like I said, is going to withstand the test of time. Like, Corn is good. Corn is up there in the legendary bands as well as like Slipknot, Metallica. You know, one of those iconic bands that you could just, if you didn't grow up in the Corn era, you know, or you didn't like Corn during their fucking heyday, then you know, I feel sad for you. Like it's just the same thing that happened to Slipknot. You know, Slipknot had their. I think they went on a tear for about five, six years, seven years, you know, from Slipknot, Slipknot to Volume 3 and just a little bit beyond that, you know. And if you if you weren't a part of that era and you shunned it, like people I know that completely shunned Slipknot, uh, that's on you, you know. Sometimes I catch bands when they're young, like Hatebreed. I was into Hatebreed. Way before anybody else was, way before they turned into the band that they were, you know, and I got on that train quickly, bleeding through the same thing, um, knock loose, you know, I think it's trending that way. Um, there's just bands that that happen to that get big time, and you don't want to be the last person on the on the train, like, but you know, I get I get it. Um. Needless to say, you know, if I got a Ray, I got to give Corn again, uh, uh, I got to give them like a 9 out of 10. 
one for nostalgia, and then they played really well. Like Slipknot, I, you know, I don't know what I gave them a nine or eight and a half out of ten too. Um, but I gotta give Corn visually. Corn, I think, was slightly edged out Slipknot as visual. Uh, just the amount of different colors, the things going on in the screens. Uh, the only thing they lacked is pyros, but uh, the over the overall. Um, yeah, they're nine out of ten. I mean, overall, I mean, they may the show was on par with the other show. You know, Slipknot. If I could comparing the two, uh, Slipknot I had I marched, so I mean. Kind of like it wasn't really looking at the stage, um, a little bit, not a lot. I couldn't see, but at the five point amphitheater, you could see the stage. The way it's set up, there's like a hundred and fifty, maybe two hundred person mosh area, and the rest are urine seats. So there's not a bad seat either. Um, but yeah, like the show was awesome. I mean, like I said, I get. The show overall, I've actually seen Under Oath, you know, I said they, they were pretty good for what they were, you know. Um, Alice in Chains rocked. Uh, fucking Corn Rock, so I couldn't be more happy that I went to it than I am looking back at it. And then, you know, just to... Topped the night off. We went home. Got back to over here to Fontucky. And we stopped to head in and out. Because didn't, we really didn't need anything. All I had is the onion towers. And uh, Brussels sprouts and potatoes earlier. Uh, beers. And then we had. I got a double-double with the animal style fries. And Bay got a double-double with regular fries. And mustard fried meat, I think. Or buns. I'm not sure. And, yeah, that was our night. Came home, got home about 1, one thirty after the eating and all that. And then just took a nap. And then I got up to work. And, you know, that's how my Saturday went. But regardless, you know, I had a blast. The Irvine Spectrum is fun. Uh, I would love to do. I would love to run this shit back because I feel like you could go to the Irvine Spectrum and then go to the movies right there, like at the late end of it, or you could do a concert right there, the Five Point Amphitheater, or you could do, you know, like go to the Spectrum and then do, you know, something right there. Orange County's got a bunch of stuff. As also, also. The observatory in Santa Ana is not far from there. It is kind of a ways, but not too, too far. It's maybe like 20, 30 minutes from there. Uh, so maybe I'm going to run this shit back, you know, another day and get it going. Like, go down there and hang out again. Like I said, I only walked about half of the spectrum. Um, and there's there's still a lot of the spectrum to walk, you know, so... That was it for that's it for this episode. I'm gonna get this posted up right now. And uh, on the docket for this week coming up is the season opener on Thursday, which is the Packers and Bears. But then also the Raiders play um, that Monday night, not this Monday coming up, but uh, about a week from now, Monday. 
And then we supposed to go to the titty bar, you know, to go watch Sunday football. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'll let you guys. I'll keep you guys posted. I might have another action packed weekend. Um, but that's what it is. That's what it is, yo. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna get this shit loaded up. It's a little bit of a long episode, but I had to recap the whole day. Uh, I gotta get the whole day about a nine and a half out of ten. And the only thing that was really a doozy about it was kind of hot. Uh, the weather could, it, it, the weather was about ten degrees cooler. It would have been bomb. Um, also, like I said, we didn't see all of the all of the spectrum, which is kind of what I wanted to do a little bit, but we only walked about half of it. But the other ones, that was a good day, man. Um, you know, capped off with corn. Corn's the last thing I remember seeing. Oh, and in and out. And then, you know, just I had a blast. Corn was a blast. If you guys don't know who corn is, you guys should fucking know who they are. You guys should go see them if they're around. I mean, they're totally worth it. If the tickets, whatever price they are, they're still going to be worth it. Save up your fifty dollars or whatever, sixty bucks, thirty five bucks, whatever it costs, and go. That's the two thumbs up I give corn. I'm, you know, hopefully this isn't the last time I see corn. So, I got they owe me they owe me a mosh. So I'm waiting for them. I'm gonna eyeball them from here on out to get my last mosh to them. They, and they should come to San Bernardino. They should come to one of these areas. I'm gonna go. Um, see them one more time. Anyway, guys, I'm out. I'll catch you later.